You're listening to the Illustration Hour podcast, an interview podcast where I talk to illustrators, art directors, and agents about the craft and business of illustration. My name is Julia Dufosse, and I'm an editorial and commercial illustrator based in Chicago. And I'm chatting with creatives within the world of illustration to learn about their process, the challenges they faced along the way, and how to succeed as an illustrator today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Illustration Hour. I'm super excited about this episode, but before we get into it, I want to remind you that the podcast is currently supported by my newsletter, which is called Art Club. It's a highly curated weekly magazine or review that goes out every Tuesday and shares some of my favorite articles, tools, and things. If you like the podcast, you will enjoy this as well. So go find out more and sign up at illustrationhour.com forward slash newsletter. Okay, so today I'm really, really excited to bring this guest on because my guest is Thibaut Erem. He's a French illustrator with an amazing signature style. Thibaut makes these precise drawings of buildings that are all hand-drawn and can take him weeks to finish. He has worked with some really big clients like the iconic London store Liberty, Soho House, Samsung, Herman Miller, Nobor Press, the City of London, the Science Museum of London, and Wallpaper Magazine. There's many more in that list. Thibault has also written several books. His first book, Know Your Rodent, published in 2010, was a charming ode to different species of rodents. Since then, he has published and illustrated several other books, and he continues to write and publish. His latest book, Raising a Forest, is a wonderful record of his experiences growing plants for his garden, and it includes advice and inspiration for budding gardeners. Now, you'll absolutely want to check out Thibaut's work in all its glory. You can find most of his work on his website, and that's ThibautRM.com or on Instagram at ThibautRM. And of course, I will list all of those in the show notes for today's episode. I also highly recommend that you look at Thibaut's books. I have Raising a Forest, and it's a wonderful little book. It's one of my favorites I bought this year. There will be links to all of those books and to all of Thibaut's work in the comprehensive show notes to this episode. And you can find the link to go to that in the show notes for today's episode or you can go directly to illustrationhour.com or slash erem. Erem is spelled H-E-R-E-M. So I was so happy to connect with Thibaut and to talk with him because he has such a refreshing approach to illustration. He focuses a lot on his craft and he carefully considers the kinds of stories he wants to tell with each piece. Thibaut's rigorous practice is built on years of drawing 12 hours a day every day and focusing on the details to perfect his technique. So in this conversation, we talk about Thibaut's path to illustration, how he uses illustration to tell stories and how history impacts his work, how he developed his incredible practice, what he thinks about craft, 
and why he believes no one should work for free. It's an inspiring and refreshing look at the role of an illustrator from somebody who is a master of his craft. And it's a conversation I'll cherish for the rest of my professional life. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with the wonderful Thibaut Erem. Thibaut, hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy to have you on and to get the opportunity to ask you about your work. And it's, it's really an honor to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for thinking of me for it. Uh, so for those of you who don't know you already, and I, I'm sure a lot of people will, but I thought it would be good to have you introduce yourself and yes. to describe what you do, describe your style and, and what you do as an illustrator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I try my best. So I am French. I am uh, an illustrator. I did a graphic design degree in France. Graduated in 2005 and then moved to London uh, to establish myself as a freelancer. So I'm doing that ever since. I'm doing very detailed drawing of uh, architecture mostly, but of every subject also. Uh, I'm using like very thin pen, very like detailed. Uh, Based like pen, like rapidograph from Rotring, and mm -hmm. doing like uh, everything hand drawn. So I'm working for many, many different type of like projects, from uh, governmental preservation of patrimony of architecture to branding for new brands who want to communicate with the same kind of minds that I like to work with, meaning taking time and drawing in detail. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's my practice in uh, in a few words. Yeah. And it, it's actually, it's much rarer now to find an illustrator that does things by hands like you do, by hand like you do. You also color by hand, right? Uh, yes, I do everything by hand. Uh, yeah. Mostly because I just feel more comfortable about it. It was not really uh, a choice made. It just happened like that. But it but, makes uh, your aesthetic special and very different. Um, oh, thank you. I really tried to do that. Uh, I think it's a lot of uh, people who draw by hand these mm -hmm. days and doing it really well. But I definitely develop like a my own technique and uh, develop like a style that is definitely my signature today, which is definitely based on uh, very long and uh, sometimes painful drawings. Mm -hmm. uh, my very first one took me eight months to do, which wow. that yeah. I guess it's really rare to find in the society of today, which is really, really hard to, to take this much time to do one project. Yeah. Uh, so I guess like I found my my way to do it, and I'm really happy with it today. But uh, it's uh, it's great to meet some people who do some uh, illustration by hand also, and mm -hmm. like I can really communicate on what I want to do. So yeah. So you're from Brittany, a, uh, a region of France that is on the northwest edge of France, right on the Atlantic. Um, it's no, also I'm a region not. that's pretty <laughs> agricultural. 
Um, I'm, I'm very sorry. I have to stop you there because uh, I'm not from Brittany. Really? Uh, I, yes, I did graduate <laughs> from Brittany. And so online my... it says you're from Brittany everywhere. Yes, did you know this? Yes, I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> I, I will, uh, I will uh, change that. Like, I, I so say where that are you from? originally because that's where I did my degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just easier for people to locate in Brittany. Okay. So but, where are you uh, from originally then? I'm from a small city called Niort, which is like on the Lyon? west coast. Uh, Niort, which uh, is Niort, between Niort, okay. Bordeaux and Nantes. Yeah. Uh, not far from La Rochelle. It's like on the Atlantic coast, but just a bit more south. Than yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's where I'm born and where I grew up. And then I moved to Brittany to do my, uh, my university. Okay. And then uh, moved to London. But, uh, I understand the mistake because today my family, they all live in Brittany. So. Okay. Okay. It, it does feel like home. So what was your childhood like? Uh, did your parents encourage you to be creative as a child and, and were you drawing as a child? Uh, I always drew, that's for sure. I never stopped. And uh, it was uh, it always been a, like a, a passion of mine. But um, like in the small city, it's like, it's not really, it wasn't really easy, like pre-internet, to really see what I could make out of it. So yeah. for the most of my uh, childhood and teenagehood, I was drawing, but only for pleasure. And I didn't think to make a job out of it. Um, that happened a bit later when I met someone who did like the same school that I went to after. And, um, and when I realized that, yeah, actually it is a job too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't come, grow up in a very creative environment. Uh, I had like a very kind of easy childhood and, uh, I appreciate life in a small city in France. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, everything like uh, turned to be like to another speed once once I decided to make a job out of it. So, but you went to school for graphic design. Uh, yes, I did. Right after high school, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so why why did you decide to do that? Because it's I mean, coming from a French system and having gone to a French school myself, I know yes. that it's not exactly something that's encouraged in most uh, French high um, school, or it's not even something that you that really people talk to you about. Uh, uh, yeah, that's very, very true. Um, I was going to go to the Beaux-Arts, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and, which is the uh, classical kind of like it's, famous it's, route, most famous that, route. Yes, but mm, I will say more adequate to do like some fine art or something more linked to exhibition. And I knew that it wasn't really for me. And uh, I met this designer that was doing everything by hand. And I was like, oh, this is great. I would love to do something quite similar. And yeah, that's when I discovered the school. But yeah, it was really like kind of like self-way. To do yeah. it. Like nobody in my school were yeah. able to tell me that was even existing at this time. Uh huh. But um, yeah. But graphic design seems like 
a little bit of a strange route for you, especially since your practice now is very, and I don't know if that's true. Um, uh, not so much. Um, okay. Because, well, first, I, w- I always wanted to be an illustrator, but I thought it will be more like a skill to learn graphic design and continue drawing on my side than to actually study illustration. I don't know yeah. if it was a good or a bad idea, but it definitely suited me better. And um, at this time in France, I guess, like it was like the at school we were learning to draw things, uh, to actually draw the design. Like typography was all hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. So it's something I, that you still do in some schools and art, yeah. some art schools in in the U.S. too. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it made me understand a bit better what was design and graphic design. And also, I don't know, it just like taught me a lot of skills that I'm using today in my illustrator job. So I I definitely had no regret. And I met like the most amazing illustrator and designer in my school, even though it was a very small one in Brittany. So um, that made it all, basically. That really made it all. Uh, the, the different students that I met over there, like Jean Julien and Yann Lebec, for like the, the two that I went to London with, uh, mm. definitely were like a huge power of knowledge and passion that made us go all the way together, which was amazing. But uh, this school was really lucky. It was like a, a school specialized in uh, service in hostelry. So like cooking and uh, high-level high uh, waitressing. Uh-huh. And it was a very small section of graphic design within this school. And uh, yeah. we went there. It's a very, very strange now when I think of it. Yeah. It was very, very remote to me. But great years. So, so a lot of what you learned in school also came from the people that you met there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the case for everyone, but it's a bit maybe obvious to say it. But it's um, a couple of teachers over there plus other students really made me like discover such a universe that I didn't know before because I was on, more or less on my own doing my own thing. So that was amazing to me. Opened so many doors. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that you once said the one of the most important thing you learned in design school was understanding the philosophy of making an image. Yes. Absolutely. Um can you tell me more about that, what that means for you? <sighs> what it means to me is was like before I was drawing, even mm-hmm. like trying to to get better, but like kind of not understanding what really I was doing. Like, yeah. And then I learned how to build an image, like literally, uh, how like shape, color, lines go together, signs, and uh, but also like philosophically, like one of my teacher taught me how to sketch as simply as that. And yeah. And that yeah, I could see after where my drawing was going and it was much more controlled in every every type of way 
yeah. yeah, that's what I mean in the big lines. But it was also like some very, very technical things that, um, you know, you learn at school and it's important to, to do, but it's not the most like fun things to do uh, at school at the moment. Yeah. And that's really one thing that really comes to mind when I think of your work is that it's incredibly, it's, in, it's incredibly focused on the craft and yeah. on making lines and every, everything from your lines to your cross hatching seems to be really thought through. Um, um, thank you. Is that something you really learned in school or is that something you learned later? No, no, that's what, that's uh, what I learned through all my practice from my very first drawing till uh, today and mm -hmm. tomorrow. It's definitely uh, like the craft, my vision of craft is definitely is part of my personality. Is like mm -hmm. I always uh, been like a hard worker and uh, really want to to do better on the next one. So I never get bored. I never get tired of trying to get better at the craft. And uh, that I guess really evolved at the time of the study when I understood that a drawing was made for me first before giving it to the public or being happy about it. Okay. So it's um, definitely school taught me that. But uh, the rest, like the wish to, to work on the line is something mm -hmm. that is definitely part of me. Yeah. And it, it's something that has a long history and long tradition. Uh, architectural drawings like what you do is something in the 19th century that was very common or Absolutely. very popular. Uh, uh, is that, did you actually study with someone who, who, who was, uh, who had experienced drawing architectural, these architectural sketches and sections like you do? Not at all. I have to no? say, uh, not at all. I've always been like really interested by it. I don't know why, where I'm from originally. Like, I explain it in a very strange way. Uh, if you want, uh, like, I was doing a lot of graffiti when I was young. Yeah. And I was most interested in, like, the volume of the letter, for example, but also of the background. And it was often very, like, classic type of, like, cityscape background. So mm -hmm. that's where I, I think I started to draw buildings in general and then at home I was trying to get better and always wanted to do more detail like bigger piece so like slowly it like it was kind of natural for me to come to this practice and uh, but I never really thought I could make it a job until I saw uh, an, an ad on the uh, University of the Art website in, in London uh, someone looking for hand-drawn architectural detail drawing. As simple mm. as that. And I, I told myself, well, I have like hundreds of them that I never showed to anyone. Maybe it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a good idea to, to, to go and meet this person. And this person was specialized in production of prints. 
of architectural drawing. It was like bird view. It was like quite different mm. from what mm -hmm. I do today. But uh, yeah, because most of your buildings, you 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 do a facade of the building, kind of straight yes, on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That came up came out a bit later. I, I will explain how I came up to this like really like front elevation building. Mm -hmm. That um, oh, originally did, you were doing different different views and different sections of buildings, or like for myself, I was doing front elevation. Mm, but okay. uh, for this first project, it was a bird view of uh, mm -hmm. UCL, like University College in London. Mm -hmm. And um, from for this drawing, which took me ages to do, um, I based myself on the work of people that work with this person before. So actually, everyone was very, very old uh, in this specialty. And uh, the demand was enormous, and nobody was doing it anymore. So um, I saw like a niche that I could fit really well. But uh, after this first drawing, I was really like, I want to do portraits of building. I want to tell stories like this is too much of kind of a, a, a map to me, and I didn't want to to do that. Yeah, so that's yeah. Why, that's why I went for like front elevation, and uh, my very first one was Liberty House uh, mm -hmm. in London. And when I did it, I, I just got addicted straight away. Yeah, but it's it's a little bit hard. You describe it almost as a natural progression. You're mm -hmm. you kind of falling into that kind of drawing, but am I right that your drawings are they're to scale, right? You respect uh, the scale quite. I do. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's yeah. very, very accurate. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's and and it's more and more because I guess I get better at what I do. But um, yeah, so uh, that's kind of hard to picture someone getting into that naturally. You just there's so much tech technique and yes. like math ma math even that goes into making an image like that. Absolutely, but that's what I like also. Okay. Like I don't call my drawing totally technical, but mm -hmm. I really do enjoy all the math. I really do enjoy all the accuracy. But first, the very first uh, reason is to be as respectful as possible to the person who designed it. I'm really, really aware that uh, someone else drew it before me, and uh, and all the proportion has been sought by this person and it's my goal to to be as accurate as possible to this I see, yeah. drawing. But I also in the other hand don't want to to do like ruler drawing. So it's a Because you don't use a like, ruler. Uh no I don't. I do freehand. Yeah. Be because like if a ruler it will make no point uh, to do it hand drawn. Like yeah. uh, I'll do as much uh, as like it will be more clean, but it will be more digital appearance. So it will defeat kind of like the drawing approach of it. And uh, so yeah, everything is freehand, so it does take time to for me to do a drawing. Especially, it's really important for me to have like a original uh, at the end of it. So it's. Uh, no mistake allowed 
yeah, it's it's just yeah. I, I really want to to give as much respect as possible to the original design of the building I draw that exists. And uh, on the side, I draw also some building out of my imagination with like a lot of architectural features that I saw all the way to my practice to this day. And sometimes I think like, oh, it's never been used like that. I think as a drawing, it will be quite interesting to play with that, for example. Things like that I really enjoy more and more today. Can I ask you, I mean, I don't know if you're open to discussing this, but it, it how do you even how do you even um kind of do the scale and stuff to make it accurate like that? I imagine it's a quite an old technique of measuring that was used by people Actually, when they did architectural it, drawings. It depends because most of the time I don't have like a, a good enough picture of uh, the building. I'm Do you use architectural draw. plans or? No, no. Oh. I wish sometimes it will be really helpful. Yeah. But uh, no. So it's either I have, I'm lucky enough to go on site and then yeah. I take a lot of reference pictures, of course, and I also uh, take a lot of sketches on site uh-huh. for, for me to understand the depth and the details yeah. and what's happening in the corner where the picture was never going to translate that. And um, so that's when I'm lucky enough. And then I go back home and I can do it quite easily. When I work only from picture, and like I said, most of the time, it's not very good picture, not good enough for me to get the right proportion because, you know, angles change and things like that. So there is more like I'm trying my best to be accurate. Maybe sometimes it's not exactly the same proportion. Yeah. But um, I, I prefer to do it by feeling than to try to mathematically guess it. Mm-hmm. So, but my technique to answer your question is I start with a window. I don't know why, I, but now it's okay. kind of a habit. I start so you start with getting the proportion of a window exactly right? I, yeah, because it's like the, the easiest thing to do is most of it's most likely to be like repeated through the drawing. So mm-hmm. uh, it's easier to calculate in my brain like the proportion of things with the window and the repetition of it. And uh, then out everything's kind of come down around it. Okay. Uh, like, I guess my eyes understand this thing now better and it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself starting something and and then it's just wrong, you have to start over again? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's gonna sound really arrogant, I'm very sorry. Uh, no, 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 I don't think it sounds arrogant because you've been doing it for such a long time and and I think yeah, no, at I some point it. the muscle memory must yeah. kind of... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, these days, uh, it's definitely not happening. At the beginning, it wasn't either because I was thinking a lot of time for it. I think it's just like mistakes happen when you hurry. So When you hurry, it, yeah. Yeah. With this type of drawing, is no shortcut. Uh, it's, uh, you need to take your time. 
and uh, actually try to enjoy the time spent on it. So then it's not much mistake. It happened to me like a few times, but not big enough for it to throw the drawing away. Mm-hmm. It will be something I will be able to hide with an extra shadow or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I had a coffee mug uh, drop on my drawing, <laughs> uh, on a finished drawing once. Yeah. And uh, one a pot of ink, but I still kept the drawing as they were. That's yeah. Part of it, I guess. Yeah. And I sold the so, so when so. you when you settle to do these drawings, I imagine it's not it's not like a relaxed sketching. It's really an intense kind of process where you have to be at a a drafting table almost. Or no, no, it's um, no. I, I I just like uh, I am in my universe. To be honest, you give me like a table and a paper and a pen, and I'm good to go. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's just because I used to draw all the time, so it's not like a ceremonial needed mm-hmm. to do it. No, after I don't really like people looking or watching over my shoulder. I think yeah, nobody likes that. I think no, not drawing, but uh, like yeah, people. I shared my studio with my friends and. I'm listening some music. I'm uh, watching some uh, documentary. Depending on the time of my drawing, I like to have like some kind of something around me. Yeah. Uh, I like to draw in my garden. It's uh, yeah. something uh, quite nice. After, like, uh, yeah, I think it's just because I always drew all my life that I don't need any ceremonial to actually get into it. Do you still enjoy the process of of making these drawings, or do you ever do you grow tired of it? Do you grow bored of it ever? I, I can't say that uh, that will never happen, but I know, like at, at these days, uh, I enjoy more than I ever did mm-hmm. because I control more what I do. I push myself much more also these days. And uh, yeah, no, no, I'm definitely loving what I do, and I don't grow tired at all. I want to do bigger pieces and more detail, and uh, yeah. work with like bigger projects. It's definitely the right time at the moment. But maybe one day I'll change practice, I'll change subject. I don't know. I don't close any door, but uh, I'm really happy at the moment. Yeah. And and because also you focus so much on on buildings, I could imagine that it, it's almost at this point like you're doing portraits of buildings, and mm-hmm. you, you you treat buildings almost like people. I feel in your in your drawings, Absolutely. in that you treat them as vessels of people's history, which is what they are. It, it's it's very crazy, but that's something I always did and. I cannot explain it totally. I think I need a very deep therapy to be able to explain it. But um, I think like that's what I I feel myself when I draw a building. Like it's so many stories, so many histories, uh, so many things happen in my head. It's just like I'm really fascinated by that uh, and. Uh, 
actually more than human. That's why, uh, as a subject of drawing, not as like a life thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, because of yeah. course they are human. They're very human. Yeah. It's, and, uh, it's like, I think of the people who designed it, the people who built it, some of the drawing, uh, I spent like a few months on it. So my brain really goes to places that, uh, I'm, I'm, each drawing is a very big story for me. So mm -hmm. it's all together. Yeah, I think I, that's what I try to communicate. That's for sure. That's why uh, front elevation it uh, was for me the most obvious way to do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because and you can see the environment. You can see the facade, the brick, the textures, the. And and yeah. even the window and inside a little bit sometimes. I know I, that inside is something I am developing more and more now. It's, I know uh, I just saw your Instagram post today of of an interior uh, drawing that you did. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's something I developed for a very long time. But uh, I, I always need a bit of uh, practice before I'm, I can start to show people. But. Um, yeah, I try to to incorporate a bit more like interior in my uh, drawings. I think it's because uh, it allows me to do even more detail in, into the drawing. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's why it's my next step. But I um, think it's also interesting because it allows you to show much more how people live and and what they choose to surround themselves with, yes, even more than the building. Yes. That's true, but that's why uh, like, I had a lot of uh, thinking about that. Because in my drawing, I really, I really don't want to be like a uh, uh, block in the past at all. Even so, my practice is definitely communicating on uh, like an old practice. Yeah, uh, and I really want to to communicate with the life I'm living myself. So it's a lot of modern or common building of everyday life also. But um, it's, I really, really try to keep it in, in like not period of time marked at all. Uh, that's why it's no human, because a human will bring a sort of clothing, a sort of style that will bring like a date on the drawing. And I don't yeah. think that's what I want to communicate. I want to to have it like it can be drawn in the fifties, in or it can be drawn in two twenty. It's like it's. I I really try to not keep any timeline on on the drawing. Yeah, and interior yeah. is a bit tricky. For me. It is, yeah, yeah. You can so, definitely tell yeah. by the furniture if it's if yes. it's uh more recent or not. Yeah. Let's try also that I, I will pick like at the moment uh, again that uh, will evolve because it's a very new in my practice. But at the moment, I try to to consider the furniture inside the building I'm drawing as like if it was a building itself, meaning like uh, the design is thought, the placement is thought, the shadow, the shadow is thought through, so it mm -hmm. doesn't give another message. Through the like the drawing, because mm -hmm. the building is still the main character in the yeah. drawing. Yeah, and that is important to me. Yeah, so still maintaining a sort of accuracy. 
throughout yes, that. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you do you have an understanding of why you're you're so inclined to to represent things in that way, to represent things in such an accurate way? Was it something when you were younger that you really enjoyed doing or Actually, I did. I I can't I can't really explain why I was doing it as a kid. Uh huh. But uh, as an adult, it's definitely as like um, as a respect of the craft in general. Like I have a, a huge interest in every type of create creation, creativity. Uh, I love ceramic. I love furniture. I love uh, jewelry or flower mm -hmm. design. All of these things have a huge interest and a lot of respect for the people who do this. Yeah. Most of the people is the people. Most of the time, is the people who share my type of vision of taking taking time to respect your own craft and respect also like the people who's gonna have interest in your work. So I think it's like all link at the end of the day. Like I'm an illustrative hand, but uh, it's yeah, I think it's a form of respect of other other people craft. Yeah. Do you do you have uh, people who have who have drawn like architectural drawings like you do? But do you have examples of of some that really have inspired you? Because I imagine you you studied a lot of these drawings as you developed. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like what I study mostly is architecture from the past, <coughs> basically. Uh -huh. Because illustrator that was doing it just for the aesthetical uh, way. Uh, it was not so many. Uh, really? But, okay. uh, I, yeah, yeah, because uh, a lot of them were more about uh, the dimensions and really respecting the technique of yeah. of an indie accurate. Yeah, it was to to be built really. Yeah. So like uh, they had to to respect all this type of codes and uh, shape that uh, they had, they were not free at all. It was really like codified. But mm -hmm. um, I really got into like the uh, classic architecture, and that's where it really developed. And uh, when I was uh, looking at sketches or like study of architect about architecture, that was like really my uh, my huge motivation. Yeah. So like he started with Palladio, if if you want to the name. Which is like Italian classical uh, uh, villa, and uh, with like golden numbers and um, like really really classical. But uh, I bought a book of uh, his work and his drawing were just like absolutely stunning. Probably not his, actually probably a student of his, but uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. on on his uh, direction, and uh, they were, they were like, oh my god, like so beautiful. So I started from him a bit as a reference, and uh, then to all the modernist like uh, architects, from mm -hmm. Lloyd Wright to Le Corbusier, and all these all these guys, their yeah. drawing were absolutely stunning. Also, yeah, with use of uh, watercolor and like only hand drawn, like really really nice. And I don't want to blame architects of today. I have a lot of interest of architecture of today. It's just like to, they use a different like medium today to 
communicate around their yeah. design. Yeah, which, a lot of times it's sense. digital drawings that are rendered digitally, yeah. Yeah, because it's like architect today sell uh, like a 3D thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes totally sense that the program of today show more of like the space and the 3D approach of the living. Um, but it's not it, something it, you're drawn to, yeah. Um, no, that is definitely. I work with a few architects, but uh, it's. I think it's just a different, a different job today. Uh, and uh, there, I have a lot of architects that follow my work and appreciate my work. Uh, a lot of people telling me like, "Oh, I wish we could still like learn to draw like that in architecture," mm-hmm. but. Uh, I think it's a job by itself. It uh, it takes me so long if <laughs> to design uh, and do the job of an architect. Or so it will be important. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and it's how long does it typically take you, like, to draw a building? Let's say, like, one of your smaller scale building, because you've done well, pretty big scales. Yeah, too. I do big scale uh, also. Like, I will say, average drawing is. A bit smaller than A2. So uh-huh. I like to work on a paper 50 by 70 centimeters. Uh-huh. And uh, so, like, the drawing is a bit smaller than that. That is typically taking me today, full time, it will be a, a month, a drawing yeah. this size. Which is a very uh, long time. Never, yeah. But I never work full time on one drawing. So it's, yeah. it's really complicated for me to, to say. Sometimes, I want to do like smaller drawings, so it takes me like a week. And sometimes I want to do like a very, very big ones that are in progress for, I don't know, years, I would say. But I like yeah. this idea too. So, that's, quite, that's quite unusual for today. It is, but really strangely, it worked really well. Like, I really didn't think so. But Professionally, it works really well. A lot of people are actually ready to to, to wait, wait and to pay yeah. a bit more money to have something that is a bit more special. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really surprised that a lot of people are ready to wait. I think that's occurred several times throughout history that people are are very interested in that in the the idea of craft and yes, returning to. Yeah, I, I I do I I can see that it's definitely uh, I am overbooked. Uh, uh-huh. it's, uh, it's definitely a lot a lot of field that wants to come back to the craft to the quality. So I'm working a lot in like the food industry uh, with like different chefs. I, I just finished a book in Korea with a restaurant of like traditional recipe, and it's like. It was absolutely amazing to work on this project. I'm working also a lot in fashion, where mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people are used to work with crafts that takes time and uh, yeah. and uh, really respect for that. It's I think it's uh, it's definitely we live in a society where worldwide people want more like quality 
And authenticity, yeah. Authenticity, absolutely. Yeah. And I do not complain about that because I think it makes the world better. <laughs> to be yeah. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I think after you graduated from school, mm-hmm. it was probably hard at times for you to see, to see that happening for yourself. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I saw it because I saw that everyone else was doing something else. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like amazed by so many, like so many people were doing amazing work. And I was like, oh my God, how I'm going to like Stick manage out. To, yeah. to get my, um, my way into this world of illustration with so many talented people everywhere. And uh, and then I was like, I need to embrace what I love. That's the first step. And uh, and what I love was like something really different. And I really thought that it would work one way or another. I think it's better mm-hmm. to propose something different and get good at it than to try to do something that is not you and uh, just be one step behind of your career. Yeah. So that's what I said in my few like lecture or class I gave. It's uh uh-huh. and the idea that you have to find what makes you happy and and stick with it and something absolutely. different. Absolutely yeah. because it's uh, it's just like whatever you do you're going to spend a lot of time doing it before it actually works. So you need to find some type of pleasure doing it or it's going to be a nightmare. Like, uh, yeah. I, uh, when I first started, uh, just after graduation, I moved to London. I didn't speak uh, English, so I found a job in a restaurant to learn English. And I was mm-hmm. doing like 70 hours in the, per week in the restaurant and started my freelance. Uh, I had to be passionate to, to get back to work after a whole day at the restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, and then had to be passionate to stop the like regular income to jump both feet in in freelancing. So, How long did it take you to do that from the time that you moved? Well, starting freelancing started straight away. Like I was willing uh-huh. to it. No, but, but jumping into it really like without that working part time. Uh, without working uh, well, full-time then because London is not... It, right, city. yeah. Um, it took me like a year and a half. Yeah. And then like uh, the, the first uh, year was extremely difficult. Because you didn't get enough clients or...? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, and because, uh, yeah, it was like before social media, before uh, yeah. just yeah, at the very, very beginning of the internet platform. But that's the thing. That's where I also got lucky. Is I came to the right time. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first arrived in London, establishing my uh, my practice, uh, it was the very first like illustration blog appearing on the internet. So yeah. like London was an amazing place for that at this time. Yeah. It was like the beginning of uh, uh, YCN and It's Nice That, that yeah. Uh, yeah. became huge very quickly. And because I was there at the right time, then my work got known uh, 
with that. And then it was the beginning of social media and we were already like, when I say we, is like me and uh, the illustrator gang I was hanging out with. Uh, at this Including Jean-Julien, who's become mm, huge. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Which is my, uh, my uh, brother from another mother. It's, uh, <laughs> we definitely uh, grew up together professionally and uh, and your styles like, are very very different from one another and we arrive with uh, nearly the same one it's really crazy but that's what I meant by doing what you love will give you get you like further that's so you mean uh, in the beginning you had a very similar style you did? yes well because we studied together yeah and because we were influenced by the same like uh, cartoonist and we were like can we, i ask you what it was like your style in the beginning then uh yeah it was like uh definitely more close to what i call sketch today uh, mm -hmm. like uh definitely more freehand uh like a lot of like objects and scenes and things like that always very detailed but yeah yeah and, uh, and he was doing already like some characters, but uh, not in the same way he is doing yeah. now. And um, yeah, we were just influenced by the same people and probably hanging out uh, like 24 hours together for years. So yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's just like without copying, uh, you definitely get closer style when you hang out with uh, other illustrator when you are young in your practice. But um, yeah, it definitely evolved to something very, very different. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so I want to talk about one of your more recent books, uh, yes. which I actually really liked, which was Raising a Forest that you did. Mm -hmm. um, you did recently, it was out in 2018, I think. Uh, it was out, uh, yes, uh, spring 2018. Yeah. So it's a book about your love of, of trees and plants. And it's a little bit different from the rest of your work, at least as I've seen it, because you don't depict, you depict some some plants in your front elevation sometimes. You have potted yes. plants on the side. Uh, I do trees. I do yeah. uh, more and more trees. I also out of uh, just interest. Um, I am definitely passionate by nature and uh, plants and trees in general. I uh, do a lot of gardening and uh, raising a forest was just a story of that. Um, it basically is my uh, notebook that I keep for myself of my observation while gardening. It was yeah. not like a professional project at all to start yeah. with. But um, and I your style want... is a little bit more relaxed in it. It's a little bit more. Absolutely. Is that what you call the sketch more? I mean, it's still incredibly detailed and it seems yeah, very rigorous and meticulous. That's what I would call a sketch uh, today, yes. Because it, it is my sketchbook. It's literally mm -hmm. my sketchbook. It's uh, something I will draw on site what I observe, like observation yeah. uh, drawing. So it's. Um, like this book was just yeah it was just my sketchbook my my amazing publisher Cicada uh, mm -hmm. that well, uh, you published like two or three books with right 
this is my third book with them. Uh-huh. And, uh, and my very first book was one of my very first projects, Know Your Rodent. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, she, like, it's on a uh, one person uh, publisher, so very, very small. But, uh, she gave me, like, all the freedom from day one. And, uh, I really, really enjoy doing my book with her. Yeah. And um, Raising a Forest just came out on the table. She contacted me for a coffee. I had my sketchbook in my bag. She asked me if I didn't have anything too interesting to show her. I did, and uh, she absolutely loved it, and we published it as well. I think one of that. So it's definitely a very personal, very passionate type of subject. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I think it was like a very big success also. Uh, I don't know where we are in the numbers, but uh, definitely please a lot of people because it's quite rare to find like some uh, non-specialist book about plants. Gardening, yeah. And gardening, yes. It's just yeah. like, it's very just like humble what I like about it. That's it. And, yeah, because uh, it's not you don't pretend to be an expert, but at all. you give, but you give yeah. pretty accurate information, and you give your own personal experience on growing yeah. these plants, and you name mm. your favorite plants and favorite trees, and it, it's it's just really it's a really awesome book. No, thank you. It's um, it's definitely a huge compliment because, like I said, it's very more like a lot of me inside it. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, I feel it's not myself into this book at the moment. It's really strong to me. And I think people, most of the people on, like, understood that. I did a lot of signing of this book in Asia, and uh, it was quite incredible to see the reaction of, of the people who never like garden because they were just like scared of it. I yeah. remember people saying to me that they kill every plant uh, they touch and uh-huh. feel like it's going to be like that for all their life. It's, that's what I try to explain in this book. It's just like it was like that for me because I just didn't know anything about it. So, yeah, it's it's really, really a good thing for me to to share that with people. Yeah, I think you've inspired me to try to to try to do it as well. I hope so too. It's good for for the planet. Like it's uh, it is, but it's also aesthetically something that I really appreciate. It's uh, like it's uh, something I developed um, not so long ago. Actually, my first uh, tree drawing, uh, which I call portrait of a tree, also um, Mm -hmm. was made for my exhibition in Tokyo. So that was like two thousand six. So, and why, uh, why then did you decide sorry. to draw trees? Because well, I was living in Japan at the moment, at this moment, and uh, it was just like I love their tree. I love like the way they were with their tree, mm-hmm. and I went to visit um, a theater, which is like a very traditional uh, Japanese theater, mm-hmm. and uh, they have three, but this one is called No Theater N O H. And the background is always the same. It never changes. No, like any change, like only in the costume. 
but like the background of the set will be always the same and it's a tree it's a painted tree most of them are like 400 years old paintings which are quite amazing mm-hmm. and I, I, the first one i saw i was absolutely oh, amazed by it absolutely amazed there's not many left uh, in japan now. like uh, maybe um, like a few on the main islands but I, I was lucky to see this one and I was like, oh, I want to draw a tree like that. And like, it would be super cool. And uh, So you tried I, to recreate it, yeah. I just like got inspired by it, but like I I went for like a very, very different uh, tree and a different mm-hmm. type of like representation and with my own tools. So that was quite different in the result, but like the the idea behind it was like definitely coming from that. So yeah. I did a series and like I, I couldn't finish quick enough that uh, people were like commissioning me for like more and more and more. And I was so happy to to share that that I continue. And today every everything I do regarding tree uh, is actually uh, something that philosophically makes me uh, like try to feel better because I'm using so much paper that uh, with like publishing a book for example even so I try to yeah. use like recycled paper and always try to do my, my best at the end of the day I am using a lot of paper so I want to give back so I give all the money uh, to charity to protect the forest or replant the forest somewhere in the world. You mean the, the all the profits from raising a forest? All, all the profit from the book or all the profit from each drawing, original drawing I sell or print I sell will go to charity. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's definitely uh like kind of uh, you know try to make me feel better because that's what it is at the end of the day. But um try to do this type of small things. Yeah. But, I mean, it's quite rare to see someone taking it so personally, especially in a creative, I think. Uh, it depends, but it's true when you do, when you work digital. Uh, you don't feel the same, yeah. You, you don't have, like, the same. But, uh, especially because, like, the, the paper I'm using for the architectural drawing is like it's not recycled i can't because uh, my pen will not work on recycled paper so yeah. i'm really aware of that this is something that i'm really really aware so um and because i grow tree i'm really concerned about ecology yeah like uh, really concerned because i could do better like everyone else but uh yeah i try to to do better and so you live in London to this day? Uh, so I moved to London in 2000, 2005, but um, it's been like nearly two years that I'm totally nomad now. Okay, okay. So I still have a base in uh, in London, but I do also have one in Japan and one in Seoul, but, uh, and one in France. So uh, I, I'm moving quite a lot. And I'm, I'm quite happy with that. So I'm going to continue to do that for a little while. 
but yeah, I was based in London roughly for the past thirteen years. So let's talk more about your work in um, in Asia, because you yes. you your work is very popular in Japan and Korea. Yes. Uh, and and you told me before we started the conversation that you recently have had a lot of work in in Korea. Is that is that right? Yes, absolutely. I spent like nine months out of the, the past year in Korea. Can can you tell us more about your projects there and and what Ab what it's been absolutely. like? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's been absolutely amazing. Absolutely, yeah. fell in love with Seoul. Uh, I already had some connection with it uh, before going. One of my best mates, which I met in London, is Korean and moved back to Korea uh, three years ago. Uh, decided to introduce my work over there and see how it will go because it was definitely something very new. Uh, I didn't really see this style before. Uh, it's really European in the history of representation of architecture. Mm -hmm. Korea, they didn't use this style at all of drawing to represent yeah. architecture. So, yes, that was really new. I didn't know what to expect, but it definitely went quite well. And I did like four exhibitions uh, in one year over there. Mm -hmm. and so that was like absolutely great perfect way to introduce my work and uh, and yeah I've been working on like I said earlier on a cooking book uh, on like ceramics on a closing uh, with a closing company I did a whole collection which was yeah like, yeah I think I saw that at quite the, what is it called experience. it's called Ferro Vinyl uh -huh. and, um, Vinyl yeah okay. yeah it was just like a a small capsule collection, uh, mm. but I really, really enjoyed it. And it was like sold out within a week. So I guess yeah. like that was a good sign. And I really want to do more. And uh, yeah, it was just like very different project, meeting new people. Uh, everyone over there is like so interested in knowing new creative uh, it's a it's a huge lesson of humility to be there, and like yeah. so many talented people who are so in the exchange of communication and ideas and like yeah experience. So I really enjoy working there. Do you speak Korean? Uh, I do understand quite well now, but. Uh, still really hard for me to be part of the conversation. I can read, though, but yeah. uh, I'm still missing a vocabulary. So I need to spend a bit more time. Yeah, and you will, I'm sure. Uh, yes, I will. More, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to go before the end of the year for more projects and um, just like to spend more time because I feel even in nine months I didn't even scratch the understanding of this society that is so absolutely amazing. And it's such a great time uh, over there at the moment because uh, it's just like open truly and fully to the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not so many foreigners 
actually is a few of very, very talented and very established people, but very not many. So um, it's still really fresh vision. Do you ever think about moving there? Well, like I said, like moving is a big world for me at the moment. Like I definitely like to continue living there and elsewhere uh, at the moment. Uh, moving there, yeah, I mean, like I will definitely advise for the people who want to try the experience. And for me, just continue to go there regularly. Is Seoul quite expensive or is it... Because Tokyo is is very expensive. Um, well, when I lived in Tokyo, it was not like this expensive, to be honest. Like I think it's a, uh-huh. it's, a, it's an idea that people have. Well, maybe uh, also because you come from London, yes. London is extremely expensive. Yes, that's uh, why I say that. Like the <laughs> rent, the rent in Tokyo is half price than London. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not as crazy as uh, people think, and Seoul is definitely cheaper also. Yeah, but, um, it's not like uh, cheap, cheap. Uh, it's definitely yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a place where rent is, uh, you need to work hard to, to afford, but yeah. uh, people who do work hard over there. Yeah. I guess it's it's a bit hard to compare. Uh, money doesn't have the same value. Do you? So you do a lot of commercial work. Um, you've done work with companies like Soho House and the Four Seasons and and others. But I think I I would like to hear is that is that work that you really do you like doing commercial work? Because I can also see that you take a lot of time in your schedule to focus on personal projects to focus on your books. And yeah. exhibitions. Well, without uh, having it as a rule, uh, I try to do like fifty-fifty. Goodness, fifty-fifty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I do like to work on commercial because it's it's kind of refreshing in some way to have uh, like exchange with people about what they want to do. Like the application, most of the time, is something I will not do myself on my own. So. Yes, I like. I really like to, to work on commercial projects, especially because most of my clients understand my practice. So it's it's still like a drawing that I do enjoy to do. Are you very selective when it comes to picking people that you want to work with? Uh, selective out of people, not so many, not so much, but selective out of projects. Yes, I am. So, because I can't do everything, so I want to do the, the things that uh, I do enjoy. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. at the moment, I'd, I'd, I'm more interesting, interested to do something that I haven't done much uh, lately. Uh, of course, architecture. Right? But I'm not meaning like architecture. Right? And that's something I want to do at the moment. That's what I do. But... Um, for example, like English architecture, I did a lot, a lot of it for the past yeah. 10 years. Uh, at the moment, uh, yeah, I do enjoy to do some a bit different style and different projects. Yeah. And quite a lot of your work also comes from, from direct commissions, from people commissioning you to, to draw a picture of their house or 
or their cars? Or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I do that. I also do it personally to do presents. So um, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's something people, I can't do it all either. But I wouldn't right. do enjoy it because I know the, the whole process uh, is, is just perfect. If someone who likes what I do, want to enjoy it and give me the opportunity to to draw some amazing place or some sometimes a tree I've been commissioned for a few trees that people uh, love in their garden and uh, want to to have a trace of. It's um yeah I I, I do get a lot of uh, of this private I call them private commission. So how much of your work comes from that now? I will say um I don't know maybe like 10 percent okay so still relatively low yeah 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 because like it's not like the same like my agent and all of this like that doesn't go through my agency yeah so, like my agent definitely keep doing my schedule. i mean it's it's also probably not the same price as a commercial project with a big brand oh yeah no of course not yeah. It's, it's not the same usage. Uh, it's definitely just uh, an original. So it's um, it's different. It's very different. I associate it more with like the kind of exhibition uh, part yeah. of my work. And uh, so yeah, I, I, I think it's it's good to have like a right balance to change to not get bored of one thing and uh, not do anything at the like like a factory work. Just yeah, as, yeah. as I feel, but yeah, that takes a bit of time in the practice to arrive to this point where it's like really comfortable for me to decide what I'm gonna work on on which yeah. day, what I feel about it. So, but I do enjoy each part of it, which is great. Yeah, do you find that, especially as you become more experienced, people understand more and more and respect more and more what you do and what you're about because I imagine in the beginning you probably had people trying to get you to do a fast something fast for them or uh, not paying you adequately for what you were doing of, of course uh, at the beginning at the very very beginning you always have uh, like people who ask for something different like when people ask me for portrait I, um, mm. I don't understand because the, Portraits of people? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Never seen anything I've done in this style. So I don't understand really why they will ask me. But um, I mean, I'm really, I guess I'm lucky that from the beginning, most of the people were very respectful to me. And uh, it's, I don't know. I think you can see with my work that. People understand I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of, uh, like, of myself into a drawing. So it's not as easy to insult as some of my friends' work, which is, uh, like yeah. people think they can, they can do it themselves. So they disrespect uh, the art. That's true. But That's true. Um, yeah. I think it's because people know that they can't do what I do. 
their respect a bit more. It's a bit sad to think like yeah. that, but I got really fairly lucky with the yeah with the people I'm working with, and yeah, I think people always like some people always try to get it for a bit cheaper. To take advantage. Or, yeah. But uh, when I explain to them that it takes this time because it's that's what I'm that's what I try to 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 do. It's like I try to not rush. So if they don't have the budget, maybe we can talk around something like I'm definitely happy to to talk with clients that want to work with me but don't have like the exact budget. But uh, people who just want to to cheat or to shortcut the practice, they understand yeah. quite quickly that it's not possible. So yeah, yeah, I I don't have this problem. But because I have rules also, and that's something I'm really really serious about is uh, uh, is no free work. No free work. Yeah. When uh, people start to work for free, that's where people start to disrespect their work. So, okay, yeah. If you if you respect your is own work, is that something you say to people who are just starting out as well? Absolutely, that yeah. is one of uh, my first rules. Because it's quite tempting to 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 work with someone and think, ah, uh, oh, it's gonna build my portfolio, or it's gonna help yeah. me to get some more job. But to be honest, in fact, it, it's not how it works at all. The, the actual job that is going to bring you some more is uh, the jobs that are paid and professional. Like, but yeah. I really, really believe in the idea of like respecting what you do, which is like getting paid with the work you achieve. Yeah. And, um, of course, when you start, it's not very expensive, but... Uh, but you're still getting paid. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's probably really good advice. Do you, I'm, I'm just curious, this is kind of a silly question, but do you have, I feel like drawing, drawing like you do must take a physical toll on you. That is a question that people ask me often, but, uh, like your hand and I'm going to be very posture. honest with you. Uh, I am like much, much more tired when I do half the time on the computer. Really? I myself really, uh, like kind of pity the people who spend so much time on computer because me it's a very comfortable uh, thing like to draw to draw like you do yes absolutely like i do have a good eyesight that's for sure and i try to put myself in the best condition to to draw so like a good desk a good chair uh, good tools i would say but um i mean I do like roughly like 12 hours a day of drawing. Wow. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot, but uh, it's uh, definitely an addiction. Um, do you take a lot of breaks or do you do it? Yes, very... of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I take some uh, some breaks and uh, I when I do most of the time, I go take care of my plants. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's a very meditative uh, practice. Uh, it's like, uh, actually, it's really, I feel good when I draw. Like, it's, yeah. uh, it's physically okay because drawing is like painting. It's like the hand doesn't do the same movement uh, all the time. 
When I get mm-hmm. tired on one part, I change and I do something a bit different, a bit more free. Or okay. yeah, like, yeah. Um, this is not a problem. My eyes are definitely well protected, much more than a computer. Working on a computer, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So at the end of the day, yeah, I think it's quite healthy. Like physically, it's definitely not uh, not uh, not a problem. And I was, I come from a family of like farmers and factory workers. So uh-huh. I think deep down. I cannot have ever complain about what I do. Like, yeah. it's hard work. I definitely uh, think it is hard work and long hours, but it's not physically uh, a problem. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, your hand has to get used to doing that twelve hours a day. It's it's not like someone who never did it could jump into doing that. I know. Uh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. Uh, like it's a practice for sure. And, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying to people or newcomers in the work or students that they need to love what they do because it's going to be a lot of hours. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, it's, um, I mean, it's now like definitely natural because like I always did it. So I don't think of it. It's, um, but like I said, when I get a bit tired or frustrated or some days are not good drawing days so it does happen to get frustrated sometimes I'll just go and do something else that is a very big luxury to just not profit what what's the biggest thing that you wish you could tell people who are starting out what's what's one of the things that you I mean, you said already, don't do work for free. But don't there, work are there other for things that very, uh, yeah. like, uh, 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 a good advice, but like it's, it's kind of like soulless uh, in the artistic way. But um, no, I think it's really just like uh, take a pleasure of what you do. It's really like, uh, I think it's the most important because. Yeah, work, any work is hard. It's so many years of your life. It's just like, it can be so enjoyable, but uh, yeah, just get into it properly. Do you have any advice for people to find what, what it is that makes you happy? Because I think a lot of people, they might agree with you that that's wonderful, but they might not have as clear of an idea of what, what, what they want to do and what makes them special, what skills they have. Uh, that is very complicated because uh, I do uh, consider myself lucky uh, not to be where I am today, but to have found uh, yeah. some things that uh, drive me so strongly. That's true. Um, I don't think that's easy at all. And it's really rare when I do meet people who share the same feeling. Um, yeah. My advice my advice will be to try many things and uh, to drive to to try fully because yeah. I think the appreciation starts when you start to masterize something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The very yeah when, when you become really like, a, a master of something, when you yes, understand the technique. I really think so. Like the cliche thing to say is like you master something after 10,000 hours of practice, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't count the hours, but it's definitely true that the pleasure will come once you do masterize your tools, when you masterize your way to do things. So it's hard at the beginning, but you need to give a chance. When people tell me like, oh, I can't draw, it's like, to me, it does make no sense, someone who says that. Because, well, first, everyone draw as a kid, and nobody talk about like good or bad drawing. It's just like drawing. It's like, it's like walking. It's a way to, to communicate. And some people continue and some people stop. I just was really lucky to, to be able to continue. Yeah. But that said, like when people tell me like, oh, I can't draw. I'm like, uh, but it, it doesn't mean anything. What do you mean you can't draw? How long did you try? Because if you try for like, I don't know, like, let's say already like 1000 hours, you will be able to draw. And, uh, and, uh, it will be still be far from like the, uh, mastering any type of techniques or anything. So yeah, I think people need to give a chance a bit more deeper of what they actually like to enjoy it to the most. Because yeah. These days, especially in France and that's my second luck that I am born in France where education is free and uh, my passport gets me anywhere I want to go so it's like for that I'm really lucky but my first advice will be like to to go all the way into something you want to do and and believe in yourself because every skill is possible to get you just need practice yeah yeah and 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 not also to follow trends i imagine you're not a big proponent of that some people are amazing to follow trends like and very successful at it i will not uh, i will not say myself that it's wrong to do it yeah yeah uh i think it's very very tiring to follow trends more than to be true to yourself uh yeah but yeah. I've been in contact of two amazing illustrators, again, Jean-Julien and uh, Yann Lebec, both of them really different style. And Jean is a creator of trend. Everything he does will become like, I will say, um, popular uh, by the way he's doing it. That yeah, is, is yeah. amazing at that. Yeah, and, that's a gift, uh, yeah. And uh, Jan Lebeck um, is like the total opposite, like just like being as far as possible as trend and is absolutely incredible illustrator. So at the end of the day, I don't think he's a key. It's just like practice and enjoyment. If you find this key, it's just like, yeah, you're going to be successful. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I know we're we're close to the end, but I just wanted to ask you a few rapid questions. They're really small questions, yeah, things that you can just Answer. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell me one of what's one of your favorite buildings? Um, I imagine that's of, hard to answer, but no, it's impossible. It's like uh, yeah. someone in cinema asking for favorite movie. It's like kind of change different depending on my mood. Yeah. But, um, well, let's say right now, let's say right now, one of the buildings that is really intriguing like, you. One, like, 
I will, I will do better. Like the one that is most important probably in my life and in my practice is Liberty London. It, it was yeah. my first drawing, but for a reason, because I absolutely love it in mm-hmm. every way. I got the opportunity to visit every single like pace of it, which is yeah. because half of it is close to public and, uh, so this definitely is like a very important building for me. Yeah. But um, it's so many that are important in my practice or important in my life or important in my aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's too hard to answer. Right? Yeah. But as an illustrator, uh, so for the drawing, the style of architecture I prefer to draw is art deco because oh, it's, really? like, okay. uh, it's like the mathematics, the symmetries, the, yeah. uh, the shapes, the proportion is uh, something that But I modern is not so much? Modern is not so much, but yeah. uh, I will need a, a second uh, podcast to explain uh, why. <laughs> okay. But, uh, okay. But yeah. I do enjoy modernism, but not to draw so much. Yeah, you enjoy the aesthetic, but not not to exactly. draw it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, what's your style in terms of your interior, like where you live, your space where you live? Do you, are you quite classical, or do you have a hodgepodge of different styles going on? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Like nobody never asked me that. Um, I definitely like uh, place with character, and everything is like so true for sure, mm-hmm. and uh, handpicked all through my uh, my life and my travel and uh, the people I like the work of. Yeah. So it is a lot of print and work uh-huh. of other people and paintings on my walls. A lot, a lot of books. Yeah. Uh, furniture are quite modernist, I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I like a mix of a bit everything that I like aesthetically. But, yeah. Um, I cannot have something I don't like. I don't find beautiful. That is uh, the downside of it. Yeah. So very curated kind of interior. Curated, but in, in uh, numbers. Like, uh, yeah. I did a few sketches on uh, my Instagram that I put up a few of my shelf. It is crowded, but curated. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about books. Um, are there a few books that you are inspired by that you recommend? Uh, I'll recommend, recommend uh, maybe a bit hard, but, um, like, I have uh, most of my references coming from like illustrators that worked in books. So Sampé in France and Counting Blake, yeah, uh, definitely like a huge pillar of my reference. Sampé, uh, yeah, yeah. And Counting uh, Blake in in England, uh, I okay. did a oh, workshop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. He's a god uh, to me. Uh, is still alive, which is like incredible luck to to have met him and organized some project with him because that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, 
so these guys and um yeah i mean like books in particular Like uh, I love comic books. I love French yeah. Belgium comic books, mm-hmm. and I love manga. I mm-hmm. definitely uh, are like trying to protect the idea of uh, promoting the books with illustrated books. Yeah, uh, that sometimes is uh, considered like as like lower level because image is part of it. Which is uh, absolutely yeah, crazy yeah. To, to my head. To my head. So, yeah. No. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um. What what pen do you use? I think you mentioned earlier. You mentioned the yeah. Rapidograph, right? By Rotary. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the smallest nib, which is like uh, zero dot one zero, I think. It's actually it's a, a difficult pen to use. I think, right? It's a. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. It's yeah. it's, it's not easy at all. It's a finicky um, pen, yeah. But is um to give you an idea, it's thinner than my hair. So when yeah. one of my hair fall on my drawing, which happens also, uh, it feels like, oh, what is this line that is enormous yeah. and, and ugly? It's uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, I'm doing four lines per millimeter, and to be honest, I don't have any choice of the tool. Is the only one that exists that is. Uh, uh, available with a proper black or so with Indian ink. Yeah. In so everything is Indian today. ink and. Yes, everything is Indian ink. Yeah. Yes. And watercolor, protocol. So, okay, so I was going to ask you that next. Do you have, how do you color your drawings and if there's a particular type of watercolor that you use, some brand, I guess? Uh, yes, yeah, a brand, um, Winsor and Newton, which is like uh, okay. a very uh, classic brand. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is, yeah. I use uh, the same box that uh, I bought uh, my very first box of uh, watercolor. Yeah, it's still the same. So, how many colors do you have inside? I think is like a forty color box. Forty, and, yeah. And uh, I'm changing. Uh, I change the whole like for the colors that I prefer. So it's, uh, yeah. everything is like every color is uh, is picked. But uh, the box is like the same one, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, um, the thing is like the rotring ink is not waterproof. So it's, right, a, yeah. it's a bit tricky to do watercolor on top of it. It's definitely something that took me years to achieve. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really even know how you do that. I guess you have to, you have to um, seal it or something or no? I, it's 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 very it's very weird. I discovered this technique by uh, kind of mistake, but uh, and it's like kind of my secret. So I don't okay. tell it okay. all, but uh, basically because the drawing are so big and so uh, worked, uh, yeah. the ink is kind of protected by a layer of dust and. Uh, and like pencil and things like things like that, that, uh, yeah, that the watercolor yeah. go over it yeah. without uh, changing, like not being oily or anything. And yeah. uh, the thing I was trying before, I was trying color on drawing, but only on small one because I didn't want to ruin a big one. Yeah. And on small one, you never worked yeah. uh, at first because. Uh, 
this layer didn't exist. And one day I was just like, okay, this drawing, I just want to have it in color. So I just went for it and it worked and I, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was really through experimentation. Yes. Very, uh, very much so because, uh, both of ink are actually don't work together normally. So, yeah. All right. So Thibaut, um, thank you so much for talking with me. I, I could keep talking forever, but um, I know you're busy. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. It was my real pleasure. And uh, yeah, let's do it again uh, another time. It will be oh, that's, great that to would have be a follow-up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was my conversation with the wonderful Thibaut Irem. Remember to go check out his work and give him some love on social media. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at illustrationhour.com forward slash rm, H-E-R-E-M. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the show and can leave us a review or rating on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. That's it for this week. But next week on the podcast, I will be interviewing another idol of mine, the very talented illustrator, Jing Wei. But until then, have a creative week and respect your practice and your craft.